All right, we are here for episode two of the All You Can Eat podcast. This is Alice Shattuck. I am here with my lovely husband, Tom. <laughs> I think I like to be called lovely, Alice. It's more to me than my physical beauty. I am an intelligent and... Uh, and you've font. taught me a lot of things about food that cannot be replaced. And many years from now, after you're gone, I will always remember you, for example... For teaching me to put cheese on the bottom of my taco shell before the meat. I mean, I also put it on top, obviously, too, because it goes there and it looks decorative and fun. Of and you course. have the cheese on the top. Of course. It acts, but, it also, but it's yes. nice to have a nice coating on the mm -hmm. bottom of the shell. A, it makes the bottom of the shell more flexible, so it's less likely to snap in two when you're holding the taco. But it also gets so nice and melty underneath the taco meat. Important life skill that you taught me. I never put cheese Thank on the you. bottom of my taco before you. Thank you. This also, is, you talking like this is is doing it for me. I will just say, yeah, okay. no. And we had taco, uh, yeah, taco night a couple nights ago, and of course I broke my uh, awakening one eighty. Our kids are big into taco Tuesday. Yeah. Oh, it's so good. Tacos are so good. Hard shell tacos are where it's at. I don't even see why they make hard. Uh, why they make? Uh, well, and now they have these nice wide stand and stuff ones. That stand yep. up on their own. And our son was asking, like, why do they even bother making those skinny ones anymore? I kind of like the skinny ones. I think there's a place for them. There's a place for them. The problem with the wide stand ones is, is that I and we invested in taco holders. Mm, and they the, don't fit that well into the taco holders. You're right. That's they don't true. fit. And, and then I mean, the other things at the store that are available, like the, like the little cups and stuff. Are rubbish. The boats and the things? boats are rubbish. It's it's. I mean, that's for for babies maybe because they can't handle the shells. <laughs> but I mean, I love a hard shell taco. In their, I don't mind a soft shell taco, but I like to fry them a little in the pan first so that they're a little crispy on the edges. Well, sure, you can fry those. Oh uh, yeah, yeah, you can fry those in the burner too. You know, mm. just just sitting right up in the up in the yeah. burner. But to me, the, like the taco for me is like the ultimate, along with I guess, you know, it's the ultimate eating over the. Mm -hmm. over the sink thing because I just drown the hell out of it I mean, with tacos. It's so damn good. I, I don't want to talk about it because I'm getting upset. You know, yeah. about it. So but, this brings me to like a really important point because um, you are a, well, let's put it this way. We talked a little on the last episode about how your dad and some of his people of his generation are from Vermont. Um, they are, I don't know how to put this more tactfully, but they're Caucasian. The people we were talking about in Vermont. Yeah, people were talking that about don't, it, yes. that don't like spicy foods. Yeah, they're all the Yankees. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So, um, and there is sort oh, of... By the way, I wanted to mm -hmm. say something. They, they did not know spicy foods. Right. And so, like, I'm they're new to, to it. Like, m my dad eventually, like, liked a very light salsa spice, but... It was uh, in Vermont, you know, when they were growing up, it was about surviving. You wouldn't like make your food hurt you. It was like, you would... <laughs> well, so there is, though, a stereotype about white people mm -hmm. amongst culinary types that white people don't put enough seasoning on their food. Have you ever heard this? No. That but white I people eat bland food. Okay, that I I get loud and clear. And there's a joke that Irish people just just just. <gasps> Do you remember when we went to that Irish restaurant and they served quote Irish nachos? 
which was yeah, potato I've... chips with ground beef on it. <laughs> it's like the worst thing I've ever uh, had. Well, it's really no, not well, great. Well, but, but that's at least trying. That's not really. But but like people, the, the joke is that the Irish will just boil the taste out of anything. Mm-hmm. Um, and in generally, going back to Vermont and those people, generally Yankee food is you're right, fairly damn bland. It's not interesting. It's not exotic whatsoever. Which is why, like my grandparents, and see, these are people who were born around the tor- turn of the century, the the twentieth mm-hmm. uh, century. Um, they were Vermont was there was such an influx of Italians working mm. in the granite uh, quarries that they brought with them recipes that were delicious. So food got learned was, was delicious. So my grandmother loved. But there's like a lot of cows in Vermont. They mm-hmm. have like butter. They have yeah. like fatty, delicious things. Yeah, no, there's no doubt about that. But yeah, but the, the 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 most delicious food that we had growing up in Vermont was Hungarian goulash and then some various Irish dishes. Although there's something to be said for pot roast done well because mm. the meat they just the fatty oh, meat like is gorgeous. Good like meat and potatoes kind of foods too. Yeah. Um. So anyway, but this is always like a debate on the internet is like more ethnic people will say like white people eat bland food and will yell at people to season their food or whatever. So anyway, so there's this TikToker who cooks on TikTok called Zoe Berry. And um she was getting heat for according to people on there not seasoning her chicken enough. And um she had a response that went like super viral and generated all this debate. So I want you to play it now because I want you to hear what she said about seasoning food. This is a PSA to the seasoning police on this app. If in your brain you only view seasoning as things like garlic powder, onion powder, or maybe something like rosemary. If this is what you view as seasoning and seasoning only, let me pose you a question. What does this come from? Granulated garlic, what is that? Garlic, onion powder, where does that come from? Dehydrated onion? Let's take a look at the spice rub. Dehydrated garlic, onion, and bell pepper. I sauteed those bell peppers along with my onion and garlic. Hmm, what is so funny to me is if I had just doused my chicken in this rub, in this rub alone, the seasoning police would be out of my comments. They wouldn't even be in there. But the second it's fresh garlic or fresh onion or fresh bell pepper, it's automatically not seasoning. And let me just say one last thing. If you're one of those people that loves to watch cooking competitions and a judge says something is under seasoned, they're talking about salt. Under seasoning your food means there's not enough salt in it. Mm. Salt is gonna bring out the flavor of onion, the flavor of garlic, the flavor of whatever random spice rub that you have. And let me just say that if your food tastes a little off, it's not because you need to add more powder. It's most of the time because you need to add more salt or some sort of acid like lemon juice or vinegar, okay? Um, obviously we're a fan. <laughs> well, that's for, in your case, you yeah. have a crush on her. Yeah, well, I, I, I think that she's right. I think she's right, too. And this is something we've gotten, I think, more into, especially post doing Awaken 180, is adding less powdered stuff to things and more like garlic. Like you've gotten way into Mm -hmm. because a lot of salad dressings have all this like soybean oil and stuff that you're not supposed to have on your Mm -hmm. plan that you're adding like lemon juice or vinegars and then you know you're adding your hot pepper you're adding real stuff not Mm -hmm. 
dehydrated, reconstituted spices in like some industrial canola oil base. You're totally right about that. And and I add now I never used to, but I add salt and pepper onto a salad first while it's dry, and then mm-hmm. um, I'll squeeze a lemon onto it, and then avocado oil, and and that what I what that creates is. Um, and this is like an incredible revelation to me because what that creates is what I've always loved in salad dressings. Right. Like my favorite, my favorite salad dressing, me and Jimmy's favorite salad dressing was at Kitty's Restaurant in North Reading, mm-hmm. which is fantastic. But it comes down to that. It's the same thing. The Ken's right. Italian dressing. It comes down to that's the taste. It's the salt and the lemon in the mm-hmm. in the in the in the and doing it with fresh ingredients is so lemon, so good. I would have if you told if. There was a time when I would have told you if I start squeezing lemons out the salad, you need to <laughs> punch me in the throat. And actually, it changed my life when I learned, I read somewhere, that you should season your salad in general before you add dressing or do anything. Mm. Like, And it changed the way that I make salads. Because now I chop up all these vegetables, chop up all this lettuce, and I throw it in a big bowl, and I dump a bunch of Himalayan pink salt or sea salt mm-hmm. in it, and some pepper, you know, it, depending who's eating it the kids can't handle too much pepper and stuff but Mm -hmm. i mean that on its own you can almost eat it without dressing and really then all it needs is some vinegar and and oil it's really it's really incredible like i think she's so right that salt is the key and there was this tv show on netflix um a couple years ago called um fat salt acid heat Hmm. that was all about like these are the elements that go into any food that it's the fat whether you're using like a butter or an olive oil or whatever that the fat gives all this flavor and then the salt the type of salt that you're using and the acid that goes into it and then um you know how you heat it up that like caramelizes things or changes the chemistry of the food uh, so that that was like the concept of the show sounds like an awesome show it was really, really interesting. How come and, I didn't know this. Did, I don't know. I, I got just... obsessed with it a few years ago, and I watched. It. I mean, it's just four episodes. It's like one for each thing. Yeah, yeah. Um, but it was really interesting to me because it really brought out to me that you don't need a million different like types of spices and like different powdered things. Mm. That really you need these elements in the food. You need a salt. You need a, vi- and that mostly like. When your flavor is not right, you can boil it down to one of those things. Usually, the the salt or the acid, you need more of one of those. Have you, you know, been to doing, give you that kick? Have you? But been you're doing, a fan of that too. You're big into fresh peppers, right? So, like, you used to be a big. And, fr- and, these are uh, hot peppers, it's right? Like right, right. But what Reapers I'm saying the, in terms yeah. of like, you know, white people not liking mm-hmm. seasoning, like you have been in the past a big. Like, buy a big powdered cayenne guy. And, I mean, we still always have that around, I feel like. Oh, yeah, yeah. No, it's around. Um, But you've gotten more into, in recent months and years, you'll buy a bunch of fresh peppers Mm -hmm. at Market Basket. They have a ton of habaneros or a ton of little um, peppers in a plastic case. And they're super cheap. It's like a buck for, you know, a big case of them. And, And you just grind them up in the food processor. Yeah. And add them to stuff. You add yeah. them to your salad, you add them to your chili, you add them to whatever. And that's just as much a seasoning as the powdered stuff. I mean, do you think there's, do you think you need both in life? Like, or do you, can you ditch the powder if you, you have ditch, enough time and energy to do fresh you can peppers? ditch the powder. Um, you can ditch the powder. I mean, between that and the oil mm. and then, um, and then salt and pepper, really it, what, 
the oil and all that stuff dances together, and then with lemon juice, if we're doing the salad, or, or even with if not salad, having that stuff in eggs, holy hell, it's just winning. It's it's you're right. You you only need those those few ingredients. I just have you been doing the lemons in a salad? I know I've made you some, but did you historically ever do that? No, I've always done more vinegars, but you can do a lot with different vinegars too, because mm-hmm. especially if you go to that section of the store, they have all kinds of interesting vinegars. White balsamic yeah. vinegar. Yeah, and no, like I love that things. section. So you can screw around with that and like you can get different results. You could probably do a lot. I've done limes in salad when it's more of like a southwestern kind of Mexican salad. Yeah, like I have avocados in there and like a lime in salad. I've done that. Um, you know, I've even done some salads with oranges before. Ugh. No, but it's like, I, I don't know, like quinoa and orange and different stuff in orange there. Orange is not compliant with my... Uh, no, with your thing, no. no. Um, but you know, but you are allowed some squeezed lemon or lime juice oh, into something. Um, delicious. but yeah, no, I, I think that the acid piece is really, and you can change it up by doing different acids too. Um, but anyway, so interestingly, you would think this video wouldn't be that controversial, but because it dug at a criticism that ethnic people more often have of white people <laughs> this was seen as like the forefront of white supremacy that she put out this video oh really yeah so among other things so first of all um people were saying that it's um okay we, it's, this, is, this, this isn't something that should be on the other show right no it's not okay no but it was saying that it's like creating judgment around food and that there's sort of this like sense that like clean foods and real ingredients are somehow morally better that there's like judgment towards like the big plastic containers of like the walmart spice rack and that you know maybe people are living in a food desert and like don't have access to all these fresh foods and things and so it's like you know it's it's some kind of like classist Uh thing to be and, and i do think there's some of that with like the not seasoning foods discourse like how you were saying, like wasps eat blander food. Yeah, but I mean, and that there is like some sense of like moral something about that. Oh, I'm. I see what you're saying. Like it's it, because it like shows, we're eating like the clean, because it real shows foods. restraint. Hmm. Um. Yes. And we're not and, dumping all that artificial powdered stuff from Walmart onto it. Well, yeah, and it's but it's probably I don't know if I mean who knows, but there probably is some feeling that. That you're dishonoring the food by dumping dumping stuff in a that came from a factory. Mm, that somewhere. it's like not pure or clean, right? Right, and it's also maybe a, a bit of an insult to the chef. Mm-hmm. You're having to the only way you can tolerate what Aunt May cooked is if you dump, uh, you know, a whole bunch. This of- reminds me of the Reddit girl. Remember we talked about this? I don't think we did on our other show. I think we just talked about it in real life about the girl who was at a Polish restaurant. And ran out to the convenience store next door to get ranch right. dressing because they wouldn't give her ranch dressing at the Polish restaurant. They offered <laughs> right. her like some kind of sour cream and dill dip that went with the food that they had prepared, like fancy restaurant. And she ran next door for a plastic bottle of ranch dressing. There are people, including one in our lives, who are um, addicted to ranch and <laughs> need their ranch fix. I've got two in my family. I've got one cousin and one daughter who are addicted to ranch. 
And it is delicious. And there's no doubt. I mean, I, I do respect. I've never seen them walk out of a restaurant to go buy some, though. <sighs> My brother. I mean, sorry. People <laughs> who are unnamed would, if they didn't have Tabasco. I mean, there are certain things. Like, yeah, my brother, would when he expects Tabasco, he expects Tabasco versus, you know, Frank's Red Hot, etc. Mm-hmm. So, like, there are things that, that, that he wants to be taken over by the flavor of Tabasco. But if he were on a nice date at a fancy restaurant, nice I don't date, think he'd... he'd be in, in, ordering okra <laughs> in vitamin water. He would not be, or, you know, mineral water. He would uh, not, not be... Not be rocking and rolling. He would not be his true self on, <laughs> on, a, on that date. If he were with me and our other friends, uh, he would rock and roll. And he would definitely make that trek. If they were said they were suddenly out of Tabasco, he is in an Uber, or there is some coming to that restaurant. There's no doubt about and I respect that because you have a- anyway. The guy who was on the date with the Reddit girl didn't want to uh, date her again after her ranch dressing I, I, exit. I'd be, I, you know, if it were something dumb, like if she needed to put like apno or mango chutney on everything, I'd be like, "Yeah, you psycho," you know. But if it's ranch, I do feel like that's kind of a kid thing to like, though. Ranch. Hmm. But it's delicious. It's creamy. It's wonderful. It it, it it complements stuff nicely. I get the restaurant being salty about it, but 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 by the way, restaurant have ranch dressing around. <laughs> if they're like a fancy ethnic food place, that that's not part of their thing, though. Why would they have that? Because they're gonna have have dum dums walking in there constantly, <laughs> who don't know any better. Don't I mean there there are people. Some people just need stuff, but you know, I, I, I actually, I'm glad you mentioned that because in 20, 20, 20, 2004, so 19 mm-hmm. years ago, I actually, I got to my current condition largely because of an addiction to a um, economy. So I. I because I was then going with my then girlfriend mm-hmm. out to these Thai restaurants, you know, you sometimes you go to a Thai restaurant, you get pad Thai, and there's mm-hmm. there's the four the the, the caddy of four different th- spices, kind mm-hmm. of. One is like crushed red hot pepper, chili pepper. Another one is like brown chili looking pepper mm-hmm. that's not quite as spicy, but very it's almost sugary. It's really tasty. And then there's like uh, scallions floating in something and some other useless one that is watery. So I would use, because I'm me, I would use the entire hot chili stuff. And then the sweet chili stuff I would start to use as well. On whatever I was getting, I was probably eating more low carb. So it was probably like pad CU or whatever the one that was very hamburger meaty was Mm -hmm. or whatever it was. Anyway, but I got so addicted to that sauce that I would buy the sauce and just look for stuff to put on it. Because I wanted to, have the, <laughs> yeah, I, I, to put it on, and I just was, I was in love with it, and I, so I would just eat for the sake of using, getting more hits of that sauce, and I just got it to gain weight and gain weight and gain weight, gain weight, and that the person I was dating at the time, unlike you, Alice, was <laughs> very vocal about her displeasure hmm. about how I was ballooning because of my <laughs> sauce addictions, but um, I don't have that addiction anymore. Thankfully, we've we oh, thankfully because of our son Anson, who's allergic to everything. Uh, yeah, there's been a lot less Asian food around. Have you and I ever had Thai together? 
didn't we on that early date the one where it rained on us? No, Weren't that we was at a Thai place. No, that was the um, Chinese. That was um, you guys know it's the Chinese place in Dorchester, uh, heading over the bridge to Quincy. No, mm-hmm. it's in Quincy. It, once you've gotten over the bridge, it's on the right hand side, Quincy Mass. That is. <sighs> By the way, I want to give a shout out to another restaurant. And I'll let you. I know you got another another mm-hmm. issue, right? Yep. Um, um, Grimsby's in technically, I guess it's Stoneham, but um, has done a nice upgrade. Nice upgrade. Uh, Jay and I were there. Jason and I were there. My friend Jason. You guys don't know, him, but unless you are him, in which case you do know. Um, and we had a beer, and well, he had a beer. I had a, a vodka drink, and we um. We ordered some food there, and the food was good. You know, whatever it is. I mean, I, 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 of course, it, the the wings are breaded, and so I'm on a weekend on eighty weight loss, which I've lost almost eighty pounds for. I'm on mm-hmm. Alice. Um, I'm not supposed to have breaded stuff, and I found this until is a, you're in maintenance, maintenance, for a and weeks. then you'll be able to have stuff in moderation. Right, right. But I just like I just I like the the, the I don't think the wings were described as that. It initially, so I, it, I'm finding that more and more. But the world has not to cater to me. I understand, you know. It's right. Like, but but um, the place looks great. Good on you, Grimsby's. You, it looks great. You when you and I went in there, Alice, it was like it was stuck in 1956. It's not like that anymore. It's awesome. So uh, that is my hat tip to Grimsby's. That's great. Well, that's um, that's a perfect segue to what I wanted to talk about because there is a new restaurant in Newburyport near us that, um, well, I don't know if you'll want to check it out or not, uh, but I've been hearing a lot about it, so I'll probably at least, our daughter likes things that are cool and trendy and that all her friends go to, so I'll probably at least have to take her there because I'm sure they're all talking about it and discussing it, and it is the hip place to go right now in Newburyport. So we're I'll at least have to go, but um, they're kind of a unique place. So I want to run this by you okay. as a concept. So this is a pizza place, All and right. I know you have some hangups about pizza places. You've thrown yes. pizza toppings at me before. You deserve that. <laughs> I, you deserve that. I would go to my grave standing behind that. How dare you for that night? How dare you? I had told Alice that I missed the. The taste of pepperoni pizza, the texture, the grease, the gorgeousness of it. I this is like a, a <laughs> horrible betrayal, Al. It's, it's a horrible thing, and so she goes to some frou frou pizza place and delivers me. It brings a pizza back that, if one, it had no pepperonis, but two, like it had fresh like arugula on it and That's like not big chunks of basil no. and tomatoes. And like yeah, there um, were actual no, literal no, 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 tomatoes no, 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 no. on the pizza. And That's like what fresh you threw mozzarella. At me. And like you gave me this whatever horrible, <laughs> like ridiculous. You know what? There's a comedian I should know his name who talks about how breakfast places have gone crazy. It's like you can't just get bake, bacon and eggs and stuff anymore. Uh, it's always like some some weird blowtorched the place of blowtorched uh, creme thing with uh, with a, a doctored up version of some kind of Bernays sauce with some kind of whatever. And he said, "Listen." I, I'm looking for breakfast. Breakfast. I'm not looking for Radiohead breakfast. <laughs> you know, he's not looking for a psychedelic flair on music. He just <laughs> wants a song, okay? Anyway, I've murdered that song. Okay. I, I will find that audio for next show. So this brand new pizza place. Yes. This is at the Tannery. All right. I'm familiar with the Tannery. It's very she-she. 
Uh, there are a few rules customers will need to know before placing okay, their first I'm, order. Okay, hold on. <laughs> Breathing exercises. It's okay. I have to tell you, I didn't want to like this guy, but I kind of like him, but okay. A few rules. First off, Tony Carbone's Epicurio only accepts cash. Hold on one second. Mm-hmm. I need to phone a friend on this. Um... What is an Epicurio? Oh, that's the name of the restaurant. Yeah, Epicurio. Okay. Tony Carbone's Epicurio. Mm-hmm. Okay. Only I, I'm going to be uh, uh, ethnically... I'm going to say uh, a vote of confidence in Mr. Carbone for reasons I guess we won't need to discuss. Uh, only accepts cash. Okay. And features small batch made to order pizzas. Small batch. What does that mean? Um, it means he only makes as much as he thinks he's going to need that day. So we're getting to the next part. Okay. Something else that makes Epicurio stand out from the crowd is that Carbone doesn't take phone or online orders. All customers must walk up to the shop to order and it closes once they run out of ingredients. So the pizza shop or the Do I pizza- go there in my 1975 <laughs> Ford Pinto as well in return to the Soviet era Cold War? A so, home I live in with my this parents. This is what we mean by small batch. Small batch means he makes the stuff, and the hours of the pizza place are 12 noon until when he runs out. Okay. He makes 40 to 50 pizzas a day, and that's it. Okay. Okay. You come up to the shop door and order your pie, Carbone said. I'm kind of like, like an when old... people call pizzas pie. I'm kind of like an old school guy, but the same attitude goes into the food. The dough is made two or three days in advance, and I shred the cheese and make the sauce myself. I don't want to be just another guy opening up another shop. I want to be making a product that was good enough that people would come and support me, and so far it's been fantastic. Uh, he's from Long Island. He previously owned mm-hmm. the Urban Epicurean in Boston. Mm-hmm. He and his wife moved to Newburyport a few years ago, and they do uh, catering, and he taught himself how to make pizza. I don't do well in neutral, so I started studying pizza and found out it was my bag. I just fell in love with it, he said. He eventually perfected it. But only so many of them. He eventually perfected a thin... And only when cash is involved. A thin crust pizza that's a cross between a New York and a New Haven pie. I'm listening. I don't like the use of pie once again. It's a bit of a mutt, but it is a well-done pizza, and I make sure to maintain the crispiness, he said. They're offering a soft opening menu of a 16-inch Forest 4 cheese, pepperoni, and garlic and herb pies. All respectable. He's making 40 to 50 pizzas a day. I don't need to be a millionaire. I'm just trying to get a handle on things right now, he said. Mm. Epicurio open. He offers only pizza and no soda because he doesn't want to take business away from his neighbor, the Black Duck Market in Delhi. This guy is... (laughs) Up to something. <laughs> People are telling me I'm crazy. I'd Mr. make Carbone, so much money. By the way, I have no problem with you or your waste management uh, businesses or any or your pizza businesses whatsoever. It's probably hope, good pizza. It's probably awesome. He sounds. It sounds great. We'll go. Uh, let's go withdraw some cash. The world. The world is just so quick and on demand, and I really wanted to take a step away from that. He said. I also really love the fact that we're in this spot because if people have to wait twenty minutes or so, they can always go to Jabberwocky Bookshop or the Wish Basket next door. It's old school. You order your pizza, you wait your 20 minutes. That's not going to work for me. You can go there and get it. I'm not going to be, uh, you know, curiously milling about it's the, also, the Jabberwocky bookshop. It's shop. also, you're, on, you're limited to two. Okay. <laughs> There's so, a two so pizza maximum. And, and they will not sell you slices. Okay. 
these are my concerns, uh, Tony, and and I hope I hope you do business is great. One, um, uh, the uh, all you can eat podcast would be happy to test that pizza for you and do a pizza review. It's probably fact. great pizza. Yeah, I'd like to think so. Probably, especially if it's free. Um, it, but and also, um, so here's my concern. My concern is that there's a lot. He forward he um, he front loaded a lot of kitschy kind of interesting things about it that's going to be interesting uh you know barbershop talk and oh there's this place that's so interesting well it's i think okay. that's why everyone's all excited about it they're and why really, everyone's it's going all, there because it's people all around here that's what they're it's like all took, they're huh? all like oh my god have you tried epicurio it's amazing but you have to make sure you get there because once they Stringent run out they rules. run out it's it and he's in his. In, but it's really it's, smart of him because. Okay. It, uh, well, well, he found the right town. Definitely. <laughs> it's oh, it's absolutely. Wonderful. Oh, my goodness. He, he yeah. really, he's got a passion for him. It's it's more than food, it's about community, it's about a labor of love. Dare we say artisanal? And, and, and he won't sell soda so that the black duck might do it. Mm-hmm. He's not going to go into the soda business. I I also don't like the idea that you are suggesting to me subliminally that he knows the um, the etiquette of uh, busting into somebody else's gri- uh, sorry property. What? Uh, nothing. Forget it. I wasn't suggesting anything. Well, anyway, so so yes, I think we live right down the street. I think we should get we should go. We check should it check out. it out. Go check it out. I'm very excited to try it with you. And why is it that so I, I'm going to have this? I'm going to enjoy waiting 20 minutes with you at the Jabberwocky Bookshop while we browse and yeah. wait for our, for our pizza. You know, I you know I've noticed I'm known to gype things. For instance, when we were at Chili's, <laughs> when we were at Chili's recently, a uh, there was a small gype. From Chili's, <laughs> but I really well. But first of all, we spent 140 bucks. It's 160 bucks, and two, and two, um, and two. I liked it, and for being part of this. Have you ever considered like therapy for kleptomania? Oh, would that bite into my gyping? Because I am on a roll now. This has been a good few years. You, You've stolen avocados, sardines. Well, well but, yeah, but that dish from the British, British Beer Company? Come on, that thing is awesome. The ramekins? Don't minimize the work that Gary has done. Mm-hmm. Alice. I know Alice, it's true. You, you know what's funny? <laughs> you know what's funny? And this is, this is a different silo than Tony Carbone's whole thing going on. You are such a mafia wife. You're so happy <laughs> with the spoils. You're happy with the spoils, and you're happy you have nice things. I throw out your hotel shampoos when I find them do around. Do you really? That's Sometimes, so yes. dishonorable. Don't you? You don't know what I do to get some of that stuff. I don't like having too many little junky bottles no, around. No, it's my. I have my own bathroom here, lady. <laughs> How dare you mess with my thing? All right. Is that about it, Alice, or you got more? That's what I've got today. Do you have anything to add? I brung nothing today. <laughs> brung nothing to the table. I'm sorry about that, Allison. Speaking of Allison, here comes Allison Bishop. Uh, we'll see you guys uh, very shortly. <laughs> 